welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a weekly travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. In a few moments, we're going to head to Panama City and check in with the recently rebranded JW Marriott Panama, which actually first opened in 2011. And the Quebec Winter Carnival, otherwise known as Carnival de Quebec, is coming up in February. So later on, we'll get some insight on all the fun activities they have planned. But I want to begin this week's podcast talking about the big story of the week, and that was the legalization of marijuana in Canada. But that doesn't change anything when it comes to crossing the border into the U.S. To discuss this a little bit further, we're joined now by our resident travel consultant who joins us on our podcast from time to time. He is Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions. Hey, Ken. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're, uh, it was Weed Wednesday last week. <laughs> it is now legal to uh, partake in marijuana substances. Uh, yeah. here in Canada. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, easy to get into the United States just because it's legal here. And I did uh, uh, contact uh, the uh, press people from the U.S. Customs Border or U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Uh, they said no one was available, but they did send me uh, a statement of uh, basically what people can and can't do. And the next best ter- person to talk to about it is you, Mr. Stewart. So <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do our best because it's still one of those really gray areas, depending on who you talk to. And it's kind of like, you know, going across the border to the U.S. in a way. Sometimes it's going to depend on the agent mm-hmm. uh, when, you know, they're asking some of the questions because they're not really allowed to ask you a whole lot, but they may try and trip you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. So, and, and again, we're, we're going to talk not just about the U.S. because, I mean, that's the most important one and the easiest one. But even if you're traveling to Mexico or to Europe or anything like that, it, it's still illegal to travel with cannabis. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a link from our... Uh, Manual Life, our travel insurance provider. And it's not a covered risk at this time uh, if because you refused entry because of, of uh, reasons for cannabis or whatever. Travel insurance would not cover you. Okay, good whatsoever. to know. So that's, you know, something to consider that, hey, don't think, hey, you know, it's, you know, we always say expect the unexpected and there's a couple of plans that have a pretty broad range of covering, including the dog gets sick, your daughter runs away mm-hmm. with your boyfriend, things like that. This is a case where you want to read the fine print. You, uh, it's, it's not covering, and when we clicked on the link, it was interesting, because this is for cannabis in Canada. Even entering Canada, it's not legal to come into the country with cannabis, even if you have a card. Really? For medical purposes. Hmm. They can, they can refuse you entry, so whether you're you know, somebody visiting mm-hmm. or a Canadian coming back in, and you snuck out your cannabis, wow. even though it's medically allowed or whatever, you could have an issue getting even back into the country. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's important, too, uh, we're talking about both medical and recreational marijuana. marijuana. If you uh, were using uh, marijuana for medical purposes, even then, uh, before it became legal, you weren't allowed to cross the border into the United States with your uh, medical marijuana, and you know nothing has changed, basically, as when it comes to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. And I'll I'll read part of the statement that they said to me. Although medical and recreational marijuana may be legal in some U.S. states and Canada, now Washington and and Colorado come to mind, the sale, possession, production, and distribution of marijuana for the facilitation of the aforementioned remains illegal under the U.S. federal law. So it's it's federal law. So it doesn't matter. Even if you're uh, crossing the border from British Columbia into Washington where it's legal, they're still not going to let you in the country. And that's, I think, where it's confusing for some people. 
Well, and it's confusing, too. If you work in the business and everything and you're going down, but it's for mm-hmm. personal reasons, not work reasons, uh, you, can, you can be allowed in the country. But if it's for work, you're deemed inadmissible. There's, there's still a lot of things, I think, that have to be ironed out. And, and like you say, quoting from uh, the link here from the Canada one, it's, uh, again, we say entering Canada. This is despite the fact uh, cannabis, cannabis is now legally regulated for adults in Canada. It remains illegal to transport cannabis across the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. And it says this applies even if you're authorized to use cannabis for medical purposes, no matter how much cannabis you have with you, and even if you're traveling to or from an area, like you say, Washington, where cannabis has been legalized or decriminalized. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess the word of caution that you're, you're saying to your clients is just leave it at home. Leave it at home. And again, I have some really good friends who own a travel agency in Lethbridge, and, and uh, uh, my friend down there uh, uses and has a medical prescription for, for liquid marijuana. Uh, we're all going on a trip together, but they're connecting through Chicago. Mm-hmm. He cannot take it with him, and the airline will not let him on the plane with it. They've, they've advised him, don't even try. Good advice. Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions. Uh, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Well, Panama City in Panama recently welcomed a new Marriott Hotel. They have 16 of them there now. The JW Marriott Panama. It's actually a rebranding of the formerly known Bahia Grand Panama. So to tell us more about it is the general manager of the newly rebranded JW Marriott Panama, Demetrio Maduro. He joins us now. Hello, Demetrio. Good morning. I think uh, a lot of people are uh, pretty familiar with the Marriott brand, but how many... uh, of the the Marriott brand hotels are uh, in Panama City right now. We have in Panama 16 brands of Marriott, and the new JW it's what we what I manage right now, and it's located in an iconic building in the city of Panama. It's one of the tallest buildings I understand, though, right? It's the tallest building in Central America. We have 369 rooms in this building plus residences and offices. So it's a huge building, an iconic building, waterfront here in the city, only 10 minutes from the airport in a neighborhood called Punta Pacifica. It's a high, high-end neighborhood, and it's a really nice building that you can see from everywhere. Well, I'm looking on your website. Uh, Marriott.com is where you'll find uh, the, the images of the JW Marriott, Marriott Panama. It, it, the views must be spectacular. The view is really spectacular. As I said, it's oceanfront in a really nice high-end neighborhood with tall buildings. And as I mentioned, it's the tallest building in Central America. And you can see the water from every room with balconies. All the rooms have balconies in our hotel. Mm -hmm. So you can enjoy a view of also Costa del Este with all the buildings and the water. And it's really amazing. Well, let's start with the basics. Tell me uh, about some of the different styles of room. You mentioned they all have balconies, and uh, it would be very nice sitting on a balcony lo- overlooking the view of Panama and Panama City. So uh, give me uh, some uh, insight on the rooms themselves, the different styles. Yeah, we, we have, as I said, 369 rooms that includes 41 different suites. All the rooms have balconies, and we have king and double uh, rooms. But as I said, 41 uh, different three three different categories of suites. We have junior suite, we have the master, and we have a presidential suite also overlooking the ocean in the 36th floor of, floor of the building. Do you get mostly business travelers, or is it uh, couples, uh, families, all of the above? 
we mo- mo- most most of the clients in the from the, especially the first part of the year are, are corporate, but yes, we do receive also a lot of families and couples because of what as I, as I mentioned, we have an iconic wearing an iconic building with views of the pool overlooking the ocean. So we have both type of cl- customers, leisure but mostly corporate, especially the first nine months of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give me uh, a rundown of some of the amenities uh, that you offer uh, as far as uh, spas or pools, that type of thing. We have two different pools in this, both sides of the building. Uh, one, Both pools are uh, overlooking the ocean. Uh, we have three restaurants, and we are in, in right now building our, our, our own spa. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be ready for the end of the year. Tell me about a little bit about uh, Panama City in general. What, what are some of the activities people like to do? I mean, you mentioned you're right on the waterfront, so I'd imagine uh, you know, a walk along the waterfront is uh, one of the popular activities people like to do, your guests like to do. Uh, we are in the on, on front, waterfront, and also here in your building, there's a, a boat that can go to two different islands that you can take exactly from here in the building down in the first in the first floor. So you can enjoy also that. You can of course uh, enjoy the pools area. We ha- we are really close to also the old town of Panama called Casco Viejo, where all nice restaurants and bars are located. And also here, overlooking the ocean, there's a restaurant called um, La Vespa that is really amazing views of the sunset in the city of Panama. And also during rainy season, it's really nice that terrace. Panama is not a big country, so I imagine if I uh, stayed in Panama City, I could tour around the countryside. And of course, there's the world famous Panama Canal. Do you uh, offer tours and insight on how you people can tour around the, the countryside? Through our concierge, you can you can enjoy and you can ask for tours of the, of course the Panama Canal and also you can you can go to two different the beach on the on the Pacific and also in on on the side of the of the country in only a one hour so you can enjoy both sides of, of the Pacific and and the Caribbean in one day and you can go to any of the beaches in, on on the Atlantic side Pacific and yes it's it's really easy to to drive, or it's really easy to through Uber. Also, Panama is a place, as I said, in the Casco Viejo, you can enjoy uh, walking around, and also we are in, in nearby the Panama Viejo city, too, so it's easy to move around. So when is it a, a busy time of year? Is it is it now that you get a lot of your visitors? I'm I'm thinking how far in advance people should book if they want to uh, visit Panama, they want to take a vacation in Panama and Panama City. I think you can uh, at least month in, in advance. Right now it's coming in December, end of November, December through all the way to April is the most popular time in Panama. Or it's summer, it's sunny, it's fresh, uh, and this that, those are the most popular months to come to Panama. Also right now, there's some rain, but it's beautiful uh, because in Panama normally it rains in the mornings and you have all the afternoon ready to enjoy the city. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned uh, you had uh, three restaurants on site, if I, if I remember correctly, correct? Yes, we have one restaurant, the pool restaurant called Azul. We have uh, 
the the old dine restaurant called Barcelona lunch breakfast and lunch, and we have Tejas restaurant that's a mostly seafood and Panamanian style that's uh, open for dinner, so you can enjoy. And we have La Vespa. La Vespa it's not part of the hotel, but as I said, it's beachfront and here in the same building. And also you can enjoy that restaurant in the afternoons with a nice view. Mm -hmm. So if I was to ask you or your concierge what uh, a good Panamanian typical meal would entail, what, uh, what, what would you tell me that I must try while I'm there? It, of course, seafood in Panama is really popular. And as I mentioned, in our Azul restaurant around the pool, we, you can enjoy Panamanian food, seafood, lobster, shrimps, uh, the plantain, Arroz con coco, that's rice with coconut, in, in also in Texas, mm -hmm. we serve as a combination of gourmet food with Panamanian flavor and Caribbean flavor. Also, seafood is really delicious there. Mm -hmm, I would imagine. So we're uh, not only a few months away from Christmas, and it uh, obviously you don't get snow there. So what's Christmas like in, in Panama City and at, your, uh, at the uh, JW Marriott Panama? Do you have uh, special events and, and things that are happening? Yes, of course. As I mentioned also, Panama, uh, the, uh, the beginning of the summer is the end of November and December, so it, it's breezy, it's fresh, it's sunny, and we are planning to have different activities for Christmas and especially events on New Year's Eve. You can see all the fireworks from different points of the city, from our balconies and also from the pool area where we're going to have the, the main event on the 31st of December. Not only the hotel fireworks, also fireworks from different areas of Panama because we are overlooking different uh, neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Well, it must be pretty spectacular to celebrate New Year's. It's really, it's really great weather because it's, it's sunny and a nice breeze, and the pool area is located in the 15th floor, so you can imagine how good is the breeze with palm trees and lights and all the, the overlooking the ocean. Well, it sounds like a fabulous place to stay, um, and for anyone uh, wanting to tour Panama, I guess this would be the, 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 a sort of a central location to, uh, to, be, to be able to branch out and, and visit the, the whole countryside, right? It's totally uh, the best location, because I mentioned it's only 15 minutes away or 10 minutes away from the airport and 15 minutes away from the old town and Panama City next to the best shopping center in, in Panama called Multiplaza. So it's only maybe 15 minutes walking to that shopping center. So we are located in a really great place in Panama City. Demetrio Maduro is the uh, general manager of the JW Marriott Panama in Panama City. And I uh, thank you for your time, uh, Demetrio. Thank you very much for the invitation. And we hope we can serve anyone from Canada here in Panama and Please come and enjoy our hotel and our views and balconies and the pool and all the amenities that we can offer. Well, winter in Quebec means a number of things, but one major annual event is the Quebec Winter Carnival, or as they say en français, Carnaval du Québec. This year it runs from February 8th to the 17th. So joining us now to tell us all about it is Melanie Raymond. She is the general manager of Carnaval du Québec. Bonjour, Melanie. Bonjour, 
How are you, Randy? I'm well, thank you. I'm excited to learn about the uh, Quebec Winter, Par- Winter Carnival or Carnival de Quebec. I think most Canadians are probably familiar with it, especially with uh, Bonhomme. I think uh, almost every Canadian would identify with Bonhomme. It is, is, he's, a, he's a pretty popular character, isn't he? He's a big star, the big one in Canada, for sure. So tell me uh, how it all began. Yeah, it's going to be our 65th edition this year of the Carnival Quebec, uh, and it, it's going to last only 10 days this year. It's a new decision. We're uh, taking a new vision. Uh, so it, was, it used to be uh, for the last 10 uh, years on uh, 17 days mm. and night. That was a huge one. So we decided to put all the money in 10 days so we can do things bigger and uh, give you more um, memories and big souvenirs from this event. Mm-hmm. So tell me the, the beginnings. Uh, who's, whose idea was it? How did it all come about? Yeah, it, it was only, uh, there were only three people at the beginning because the, the thing was uh, in 1954, a group of business and touristic people relaunched officially the festivities to further the economic development in Quebec City. Mm-hmm. It was the only reason, because nothing was happening at that time on January or February, so they decided to create Bonhomme and Carnaval de Québec. So the first edition took place in 1955, and Bonhomme, the big giant snowman, was <laughs> there at the first edition. So he was chosen as our official representative. And now it's grown to what it is today. Do most of the activities take place down in the in old Quebec? city or is it citywide you can find something going on throughout the whole city yeah it's everywhere in the city and that's what we want we want uh the core of the activities for sure to be organized uh next to the parliament building of quebec city and we have two official sites we are producing by ourselves which are joe's camp uh joe's camp is a is dedication to the legendary strong lumberjack Joe's Montferrand. I don't know if you know him, but he, he was living in the 80s. And uh, there's a site offering a Canadian, a Canadian vintage mood uh, with many activities. Uh, you can throw uh, axes. Uh, you can revisit your French-Canadian roots, culture, and legends. So we can uh, make you rediscover it, but we can offer it to the tourists too. So it's it's really something uh, which represented Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another site which is deca- dedicated sorry, to Bonhomme Carnaval, uh, for sure, is the star. So uh, that's where we can find his palace, uh, snow sculpture, ice sculpting, uh, ice bar too. So there's a lot about ice and snow, but that's what we are. Mm-hmm. These are the official activities we are we have, but there are activities everywhere in the city, and that's what we want. We want people to to take back their carnival and organize something in their their hood. So we have many more people uh, involved into the the festivities. Uh-huh. So what do you say to someone who wants to come to visit, doesn't know where to begin to 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 plan a visit to Carnival de Quebec? Uh, and so what do they need to know, and what what should they be doing so they don't miss out on anything? They get the most. Yeah, and the first thing they have to know, uh, we want the people to be outside, for sure. Mm. So we want them to play the snow, celebrating the winter in the most various way as possible. So I think Carnival, it's not an organization thing. It has something to, uh, we want to be the people's Carnival. So you participate into that. It's not something you want only to see something. So you want to take part of the action. We have a mission to stimulate this flame for winter celebration. 
So the locals are from all generation, and they keep they keep feeling that it's their big party. It's not mine. It's not Bonham's party. It's everybody's uh, party. So when you visit Quebec at that at that period of the year, it means that mingling pe- with local people that celebrate what we became a pride over the years. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really important that, you know, you'll play outside, yes, but we are really festive and we know how to, to put the party on. So what you need to know, you have to go to Quebec with, you put their, uh, your luggage down, go get your arrow sash. That's the first thing. Then you want to do the party, so you need the carnival trumpet, off, which is the official one. And for sure, if you're not a kid, you will need a glass of caribou. Did you ever drink some caribou? I don't know, even know what it is. <laughs> no, it's the official drink of Carnaval de Quebec, and it's a little bit like uh, mulled wine. So uh, it's alcohol for sure. You can drink it cold in a nice glass, or you can drink it hot too. There are many ways to drink it, and you really have to enjoy that. And if, even if you uh, you are cold outside, you take that drink and start feeling the vibe. So that's <laughs> all you have to know. You want to have uh, some clothes to go outside, and after that, we take care of everything for you. Uh, so dress warm. I would imagine uh, you should learn a little bit of French. That would probably help too, right? Oh, it helps, but we can, uh, you know, my English is not that good, but most of us can have a conversation in English if you need to, but mm-hmm. we're really proud to speak in French where when everyone wants to, wants to learn it. Yeah. Um, so do I need tickets for events? Uh, is there a, like a pass or something like that that I get that gets me into all these events? Yes, there's only one way. So it's the effigy, which is a little bonhomme carnaval, which is only 15 Canadian dollars, all tax included, mm-hmm. for all the festivities. So you buy it once. You can buy it when you come at, uh, at the site. So you don't have to buy it in advance. You just have to buy it when you come to the sites, and you can see everything. But there are free activities, too. So the one which is my favorite one, uh, it's not because it's free, but I really, really, uh, I, I am amazed every year about the boat night parades. Uh, these are uh, parades which are really different of what you see everywhere everywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. It's at night, first thing, uh, but it's it's about the winter. It's about our roots. The parade really are something else. There are artists uh, which are really talented. Uh, we are uh, we have a lot of floats, a lot of work of arts too, because there are many many artists which are taking place in this uh, this show. More than six hundred. So. It's a big show. It's a 45-minute show. You don't want to miss if you come to Quebec City during carnival time. So every Saturday night you can uh, enjoy that. And that's really what makes me really proud uh, mm-hmm. of our carnival. I would think that a lot of the hotels and accommodations would get involved in the celebrations too. So is it better to sort of stay as close as possible to the old uh, Quebec City so uh, you can more or less walk to pretty much all the events? Yes, that's the best thing. Uh, that's a good question first, uh, but every hotel, are um, most of them are folding uh, a carnival, so you have to reserve in advance. But mm-hmm. even though uh, you are a little bit farther, you can take the bus. It's not a big deal. You can take a taxi. It Everything is really... Uh, 
near from the downtown in Quebec City, so it's not uh, a problem. Mm -hmm. But if you want to take it by walk, yes, you can choose one of the many hotels we have just around our sides, and you can feel it from your room, too. So you're a part of that party uh, at every hour of the day, so... (laughs) That's the best way to enjoy it. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, you mentioned one oh, of the yes, things yes. that uh, was your favorite. What are, what are some of the other things that, that you like to do at the Carnival de Quebec? Axe throwing with Bonhomme is uh, an annual... Um, it's a thing we do every year. Bonhomme beat me last year, so <laughs> I'll have to, to play it again uh, this year. So I get some practice to get better, but it's really, really good. So... I, I swear I can beat Bonhomme to axe throwing this year. And there's something else I am really proud of. It's not an activity. It's not something you can uh, you can try or you can play with. But they are really the art of our event. And we are proud to count on more than 900 volunteers, which are dedicated uh, to our event. They work for free outside, even if it's snowing, even mm. if there's ice coming from the <laughs> the ceiling i'm really really grateful for that because without them there's no winter carnival in mm. quebec city so uh, uh, no matter how cold it I'm, gets the events run right uh it, they are crazy <laughs> i'm telling only for you but they are crazy they, they live all day long outside working for us uh, with all their heart uh, and making uh, the visitor the best experience possible. So that's something we are really proud of. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like such a fun event. It's a great way to uh, pass the time in the cold winter months. Uh, Melody Raymond is the general manager of Carnival de Quebec. The website is carnival.gc.ca. Uh, merci beaucoup, Melanie. I thank you so much. It's been a great pleasure. So come to visit us and discover our beautiful Quebec City, too. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.